Hello, Earth Angels, and welcome back to another episode of Alignment Academy. It's your host, Kristen. And if you're new here, I'm so happy you're here. I am a mindset and business mentor, an angelic guide, and I am so passionate about helping people overcome the fear of being seen and really step into their life's purpose, start their businesses so they can achieve all the financial freedom, the life freedom, the time freedom that honestly life is about. So that's a little bit about me. If you're new here, I am so excited that you're a part of my community now. I call you guys the my like little fearless living community because I really truly believe that in order to have the life you desire, you have to live fearlessly, not waiting for another day to go by, but really just putting all your eggs in the basket of it's going to work out. Yeah, that's about me. I just got back from my Euro Christmas vacation yesterday. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. Wednesday, I think I, my days are like all mixed up and I had such a good time in Europe. I think that anytime you travel, you just, you know, learn a lot about yourself. I did go with my family. So we went to London first and then Portugal. And honestly, I have to say that I thought I was going to like London more than Portugal, but I do like Portugal more than London. London is an amazing city. Like it's so easy to get around. It's such, there's so much to do. The people are amazing. There's like a lot of, I think, spirituality, business, like all the things that I would want in a city. Well, one thing that I don't like about it is I thought the food was actually terrible. Like I didn't like any meal I got in London. Like genuinely, I think I lost weight in London because I just didn't eat because I hated all my food. Um, besides like the juices and the coffee I got, that was fine. But I will say that overall, just like going to visit and travel someplace, it does feel just like America. Like I just felt like I was in a really far away American city, you know, like you're walking down the street and you see Barry's boot camp and you see Whole Foods and you see Lululemon. And it just didn't really feel like that, I guess, European experience that I thought it was going to be like when I went, have been to Paris and then Lisbon, Portugal, you know, you're just so clearly in a new country. It wasn't really like that. But overall, I had such a good time in London. Like I said, like the way that you get around the city, I'm obsessed with. I love the tube. I'm a tube girly. I met a really amazing friend. She was this follower who also does Daddy Joe, has been to a a Daddy Joe meditation retreat. Just so many crazy synchronicities. We're going to have her on the podcast in a couple of weeks so that we can just like unpack it. But uh, I met up with her. It was so fun. We had so much to talk about. We actually ended up hanging out two days and she took me around London. So that was a really good time. And then a lot of my family went back to the States. And then my mom, me and my stepdad went to Portugal. I try to like travel with my parents as much as I can just because, you know, they're getting older and you just never know when it's going to be the last time. So I really try to soak it up. So I booked us an Airbnb in Portugal and Portugal was freaking amazing. The food there was so good. And guys, I am the pickiest eater. We went on this food tour and it was literally so fun. And we tried so many new foods. And like I said, I'm just the pickiest eater. I don't like a lot of food. I am really weird with meat since I was vegan for four years and I ate everything. It was just like a really great experience. I feel like I met a lot of, you know, new people and learned a lot about myself and kind of was challenged in that way that you are when you travel of like figuring out a new city and like looking at the map and not being able to fully speak the language. Like all those things are you know, I think for me, a part of it, it's hard at times, but it's like a part of what makes the experience so special of like learning a few of the words and all of that. So I had a really, really good time in Portugal. I wish I had had more time there, honestly, because there was so much to do and so much to see, but it was so fun. As for some business updates. I just wanted to let you guys know that I have two programs that are opening for enrollment. First is Soulful Strategy, which is my five-month business and confidence mentorship. This is the program that is for you if you're a new coach or a coach who has not been able to hit their first 5k month. So for the first couple weeks of this program, we focus on mindset, obviously clearing out any blocks, doing the inner child work and giving you the tools because mindset stuff is always going to come up. And then we go into build mode of your business. This is going to help you master the basics. We teach you how to master your niche, your content. We build a signature offer, a high ticket offer that is going to help you replace your current income. We teach you how to market it, sell it, make content, 
have a brand voice. All of that stuff is included in this five-month journey. And we are starting this the first week of February. So that's going to be a really exciting program. I do have a couple spaces left. So if you're interested, book a call with the link in my bio. And then Scared to Scene is also open for enrollment when this podcast comes out officially. And I'm so excited about Scared to Scene. That is my eight-week visibility accelerator. This is basically focused on the inner work around fear of being seen. And then also is social media strategy. So you want to think like content and selling on social media. So the difference is that like soulful strategy, which is the five month program is really based around building the business and mastering it and growing it. We're scared to seen is mindset and social media. So I'm not teaching you how to build your offer per se, or how to do a sales call, or I'm not like getting into the nitty gritty of like the back end of your business, if that makes sense. So those are the two offers. You can book a call for either of them below and we can hop on the phone, see if you're the right fit. But I'm really, really super excited. We have a lot of changes in my business coming up, but this is just the first thing. And then the last thing that I want to let you guys know before we get into today's episode, which I will share about is in case you missed it, I have a free meditation for all of my listeners. It is called Trust the Universe and Release Anxiety Meditation. And all you have to do to get this meditation is give me a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And then from there, screenshot and send it to my podcast Instagram, as well as follow my podcast Instagram. So at Alignment Academy Podcast, send me the screenshot and I will send you the meditation. All of you guys that have been doing the meditation have been getting so such amazing results and saying it's helping you feel so much better and you love to do it and helping you feel so calm and really start to trust the universe. So thank you guys for all the feedback. I love when you guys let me know how my meditations are helping you. But I just want to give you guys a few updates before we get into the episode because I'm super happy to be back in the States and like get back into my grounded routine. Honestly, I am through and through like a routine girly. Although I love to travel, I love just like putting my head down and just like getting to work. That's what we're kind of doing in this next month before my retreats start up. My first one is in the first week of February. So that first week of February is just going to be a crazy, crazy week for me. I'm going to have my retreat both of my programs are going to start. It's going to be fun. That's what's up in my world. But let's go ahead and get into the episode. Today, I'm having my friend and former client, Sam, on the podcast. And I'm so excited because she has just completed Scared to Scene and she has grown so freaking much like in her business and personally. And I want to kind of just introduce you guys to her because she's an dope human and like you guys also need to learn from her. But I want to talk about her experience in Scared to Scene as well in case you are considering joining, you're going to see how much the inner work has helped her. And yeah, we'll get into it. Let's go ahead and do the damn thing. Sam, Samantha, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Alignment Academy. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here. Yay. So everyone, if you are not familiar with Sam, I call her, I call her Sam, but her name is Samantha Hicks. Then <laughs> she is a tarot and intuitive development coach for coaches. And me and this beautiful queen actually have a really fun story. So she is my client. She's also my friend, my friend first, actually. And me and Sam met on the content creators retreat in Costa Rica the best retreat of my life. <laughs> Literally, it was the best time. So last February, we were both on the retreat. And I remember seeing you when we like got on the bus to like go to the retreat center. And I felt like we like all kind of had our little groups right there. So like we didn't like talk yet. And then we talked what night it was like probably like the second night or the third night. I think the second night. Yeah, the second or third. It wasn't the first night. I think we were all trying to fill each other out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you you told this story like in Scared to Scene when you were in it. And it was like so cute. It brought me to tears. So I want you to tell everyone like how we met from your point of view. <laughs> okay. So I, if you guys didn't know, I went to Costa Rica with a bunch of Instagram models. Um, no, you didn't. And we the, were, the, no, no, you can't say that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and there wasn't a disclaimer that that's what it would be like. So I was a little offended when I had the invite. So I show up and there's just like a bunch of these beautiful spiritual people. And I am like looking at everybody and I was like, there is like, why am I here? What are we even doing right now? And everyone was so nice and funny. And like, I was scared to talk 
talk to you guys. And then it was when we were sharing, like at the end of the day, and everyone was sharing like their, you know, their journeys. And I really connected with your journey. And then I was like, okay, so like, she's human. She's really nice. Like, okay. And then we, I think I pulled cards for you. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I pulled cards and you were like, mm. <laughs> I know I was probably triggered, honestly. Yeah, it was cards can be very triggering. And then we did the aesthetic dance. That's when I was like, I was in the corner by myself, and you were like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I don't want to, I don't want to look stupid." And you well, were like, let's let's like let's really set the scene. So okay, when you're doing ecstatic dance, if you guys don't know what ecstatic dance is, it's basically moving your body in whatever intuitive movement you want, and you are not judging anyone around you, and you are also not judging yourself. Mm -hmm. So. This is like low key, the quickest way to do shadow work real time, because even though you're maybe not outwardly judging others, because like, that's the point of ecstatic dance. Like you, if you have a lot of shadow and judgment towards yourself, one, it's hard to let go. It's hard to really just get into your body and be like, I'm going to move however I want to move. And I'm just going to look dumb. You low key are maybe still judging others because you're judging yourself. It's not because you want to be judging others. So I know if the first time I did ecstatic dance, that wasn't the first time, but it was like triggering as fuck for me because I was like, oh my gosh, I do not like, I am not comfortable moving my body in this, these like in, in this way yes, yes. for everyone to see, because I've always just kind of been a bad dancer and yes. it's really triggering. So we're all doing ecstatic dance and this is a group of like embodied fucking people, mm -hmm. meaning they don't have a lot of shadow to work through. Like everyone is moving and looking dumb and like really just like going all in. And even for me, when I was getting into it, I was like, the if you are not going all in, like you're the one that looks dumb, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I, I was dancing, I was having a good time. And I remember seeing Sam looking really uncomfortable in the corner. <laughs> you weren't I was, dancing <laughs> I was not I was like this my Libra self will not not like will not let go like she was like you cannot look stupid in front of all these professionals <laughs> I was professionals no but yeah. yeah so you were not doing that and then what did I come up to you and say you said you asked me what my biggest fear was and I said everyone judging me and you said I'm I am going to look dumb and you should allow yourself to look dumb because if you don't, then everyone will be looking at you because you're the one not moving. And I was like, that was like, it was like the worst fear of like, okay, so they're going to notice me because I'm not moving. So you really like guided me into like releasing that fear basically, because it was like, you're setting, I was setting myself up for it. If I wasn't mm -hmm. moving, if I was the one standing out, obviously you noticed me. So it was like, okay, like I, in order to not be seen, I needed to let go like everyone else was doing. So you were like, close your eyes and just, and you like grabbed my hand and I we went that. out together and I kept my eyes closed for a very long time, to be honest. But then I did just let myself look dumb mm -hmm. and it was the best experience I could have ever had with everyone like everyone was just dancing crazy and it was weird to not feel like I had to dance in like this sensual way like we're like you know I was raised to be like a booty shaker you know and it was like that's not what this is this is an energy release this is a shadow you know healing moment and it absolutely was that and it wouldn't have happened if you had not came and gotten me I know our soul contract was like boop starting now. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, it I was love amazing. That. Yeah, and then from there on, I feel like we had this special connection where I would just like we would sit next to each other all the time, mm -hmm. and we would eat a lot of meals together. Yes. And I would just be like, Sam, like pull tarot cards for me, and like you really just helped me a lot that week. I remember kind of like leaving that retreat and me, you and Brian were like at the airport together and just being like, she is such a special human. I fucking love her and I can't wait to see her again. <laughs> the people that I met on that retreat with you included were just, we call each other like our soul family and it's absolutely yeah. right. Like I was so scared to open up and I met the best people that I've ever met in my entire life on that trip and yeah. formed such in like 
unbreakable bonds. It was incredible. I'm so glad you shared that because I get the question probably like four or five times a week. How do I find soul fam? How do I find my soul family? Like, how do I connect with like-minded people? And I tell people over and over, because it's the same answer. I'm saying you have to put yourself in rooms where they're going to be. You have to get out of your comfort zone. And you're not going to find them just by staying home and doing the same thing that you do every week. Like signing up for that retreat for me was really scary because it was the first time I was like traveling out of the country alone. And, um, you know, you don't know any of the other creators going, like you don't know who's going ahead of time. Only a couple of weeks ahead of time you do. I want to actually talk to you, to you about that because so many people struggle with like finding soul family and connecting with people and like maybe being scared to go on a retreat. What was like your process with that? Because I'm sure it was like scary for you too, but I don't think we've ever talked about that. It was scary because I was, it was the first time I was out of the country. The first time I had gone on a plane as an adult, traveled by myself without my husband. And honestly, the biggest thing was I had made the decision to start living my life as an active participant, Mm. which meant putting myself literally out there because I feel like with COVID and everything that happened, we all got so comfortable inside Mm -hmm. and online and you're not, you're going to meet people that you can connect with online, of course, but you're still kind of hiding yourself. So I made that decision to physically put myself in a very uncomfortable situation and sit with that discomfort and see what was on the other side. I feel like you've like quantum leaped since then though. I, it was like, that was such a huge moment for me. And it, 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 it made it seem like that you can either when you're faced with fear, you can be paralyzed in it and you can walk away from it or you can move through it. And if I hadn't moved through that fear and done the scary thing, I wouldn't have met the family that I met there. I wouldn't have had the experiences. I wouldn't have been able to teach and connect. And it was it was worth it. It was worth it. So in order to find your soul family, like you said, you have to put yourself in the places that they're going to be, even if you're scared, even if you're uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm going to add on to that and say, even if you say, I've been going to events and I haven't met anyone, like, you know how many events I've gone to? And I was like, that sucked. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't meet anyone cool or, you know, uh, whatever. But I feel like it still builds this muscle inside of you that you're like, I can do hard things. I can go to places alone and, and be self-reliant and like have a good time, you know? And so I'm just, I'm glad we touched on that because it was for me too. I talk about this when I talk about like when I have Brie on the podcast or, you know, when I talk about building soul fam, like I was actually really cool and fine, like not having a spiritual community. Like I was, I think we were all were good with it. We were like, this path is lonely. I've accepted it, but like, this is my path and that's it. And I feel like it was this reward because we were all so happy being alone that source was like, okay, now you get to have your soul family. Like you don't have to be alone anymore. And even since then, like we all have stayed so close and we still talk and it really is like family. (laughs) It is. And we find ways to meet up with each other in real life. We find ways to see each other. And I think that's what makes it so, I don't know, just special. Yeah. So special. Uh, So go on retreats, guys. I have two retreats coming up. So (laughs) shameless plug. Uh, Um, Sign me up. If you're hosting a retreat, you better believe it. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Well, Sam, let's talk about your spiritual journey. Cause like, I know your path has been super unique. How did you get into spirituality and how did you become a tarot coach and intuitive development coach? Well, I have always been very, like at a very young age, very spiritual, very witchy. I was one of like the only witchy girlies at the retreat. And that was something unique to me as being in that field. But I didn't talk about that real quick first for everyone. Like, I feel like we just need to separate that because it's not that like witches remember we were talking about this at the retreat it's like you work with like earth elements so can you just break that down for everyone like when you say like you're a witch okay so being a witch in my definition is being able to harness and direct the energies of spirit and earth Mm. that's it so i can take ingredients from earth elements like cinnamon and apples and nutmeg or cloves. And I can infuse their energy and my intention and my energy for a certain outcome. That's it. Love it. (laughs) And when she says I was the only like witchy girl, I think like a lot of the girls there were very like, 
they would kind of more resonate with the word like cosmic or like quantum mm-hmm. girlies. Like mm-hmm. they like, you know, I'm definitely a quantum girlie. Like they're not using yeah. earth elements, but you're very like earthy. You're like, let's go sit on the grass. And yes. it's just like that. It's like that kapha or like earth in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. I mean, my astrology chart is like majority earth. So it makes sense. Yes. Um, But I grew up in my indigenous tribe of the Saponi people in North Carolina. Okay. So that was instilled in me of like, the earth is magic you you know you are you are the earth the earth is you like so to connect with that on a deep level and harness that energy for manifestation is Mm. is magic and I think that that's what people tend to get disconnected from so I'm always like I'm like I'll ground you let's let's touch let's touch this magical grass in Costa Rica like you know what I mean um So it's always been something very special to me, but I became more spiritual after my, um, I had a near-death experience when I was 15. I had, I went under surgery um, and I just didn't react well. And I ended up just having a very traumatic experience that when I came out of it, I was a completely different person. I was still very grounded, very witchy, but more spiritual in a way that I, it felt like I had activated my intuitive abilities through that experience. And then I went on the path of having to strengthen those abilities and find tangible ways of expressing them in a way um, and showing people like, this is real. And this is how I know this is real because I can show you the proof if that makes sense. And yeah, so it was I'm 32, so that many years of studying and wow, connecting 17 years and building. Yeah. Yeah. And then how about tarot? How did you get into tarot? Was it just kind of like you I mean, you said you grew up with witches, like in that yeah. tribe. So was it like always just part of who you are? It was just always a part. Tarot has always been something that I was drawn to because it was a physical thing. I have a difficult time expressing myself via words. So tarot allows me to channel very directly. It's a bridge for spirit to me. So when I'm in a session with someone, I'm able to articulate myself very well because I have the cards as directors, like channel directors. That's why a lot of people use crystals and use things to help them harness that energy and keep it flowing. Because when you start to channel, you can get very like jumbled up and your brain's just going a million miles an hour. So it helps to have something to direct that energy. I went pro in 2019. I was really scared, but I decided to take that leap. And it was the best thing I ever did, but I was still a corporate girl boss um, before that. A very mystical one, but still an HR corporate girl bossy. So it was nice to go pro in 2019 and just trust myself and take that leap and Mm -hmm. take my cards with me. And now you're full-time tarot and intuitive development coach, right? I am full-time. Hell yes. I love it. And so that has been a little bit of Sam's journey. I mean, Sam, like your whole life, I feel like has been like a living, breathing prayer to your purpose, which I fucking love and I'm obsessed with, you know, like I'm all for the mission. I'm like (laughs) anything for the mission. So I love that you kind of embody that same energy of like your life has just been an unfolding of magic. And even though it's not always been easy, it's like you've been so committed to your highest timeline and stepping into your true self, like more and more in each year. And then let's come to after the retreat, me and you stayed connected, but you joined my eight week visibility accelerator scared to scene. I would love to know, like, why did you want to join it in the first place? Like what was kind of coming up for you in business? And I guess like, what was your relationship with the fear of being seen? Cause clearly, you know, I think that like, for me, I saw a little part of your journey of like doing ecstatic dance, but like from your Point of view what was your experience with being seen and like showing up online it's really hard for a lot of people to do that so I would love for you to share about that I was scared of the success that comes with being seen mm. so like I judgment was- I was scared of the judgment. I was scared of losing everything to be successful, which I think is a very different fear that people aren't willing to admit that they are scared of the undoing of their lives when they become successful. So other fears can come to the surface. But after we really went through the inner work, it was I didn't want to lose everything I had built, all my walls, all my protection, all my comfort in order to be successful. So can you break that down? Like what were, what do you mean by that? Like, I didn't want to lose all my walls and all my comfort. 
when you go online, you create a business, you do it with starting out, I think within your comfort level in a way, you take little steps that you're like, well, this, this feels okay. I still feel safe. Like, oh, I can, I can express myself this way. Cause I know this way will be accepted. Or, you know, you use like tools that you're like, this is something that I know other people have used that will work. So you're still not really tuning into yourself. You're still not being vulnerable. You're still not stepping out of your comfort level in a way that growth kind of demands you to do. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to feel uncomfortable. I loved my little safe community. And when you become successful, your community expands beyond your range in a way. You're out there for thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people to see. And so you can't control that. And I was so scared of that loss of control. How did that Um, manifest? Like, would you kind of just procrastinate or just not post at all because you were scared of like what would happen if you did? I would post, but in a very, in a way that was still niche, but not niche that activated growth. Mm. You know, it was a very, it wasn't my face. It wasn't my necessary, always my voice. It was like, here's a tarot spread. You do the work. I don't want to have to step in as an authority figure in your life or in this field in a way, you know, it was very much like, here's the, here's the tools that you can use, but I don't want to have to help you use them or teach you how to use them. Or like, I want to, but I'm not going to say that I do. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I'll show up if you want me to, but it's going to, I'm going to feel uncomfortable and I probably won't do it again for a while. Right. So I was playing it safe in all aspects of my life, especially when it came to my business, because anytime I saw growth, I would, you know, retreat and change the subject in a way because I don't, I didn't want to step in as an authority figure and take control over my business. I wanted to just have fun and, you know, make a little bit of money, maybe, you know, but it was just a way of playing small because I was scared. So yeah, moral of the story is what I'm hearing is like, you were showing up, but not in the most authentic way and still playing small while you were showing up. So you probably weren't getting the results that you low-key wanted, but like maybe like weren't, yeah, you weren't getting the results you desired because you weren't showing up in a way that those results would have needed you to. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So you joined Scared to Scene. Scared to Scene is half inner work, half social media strategy, basically. So Had you ever done inner child work before we kind of like dove into it? I had, I had been, it's been about three to four years of doing inner child work, but in a different way, it was more about healing her, like my inner child. And the way that you approach it, I think is different than a lot of healers because you say, listen, like, of course, make her feel safe, but this is about integration of the both of you and using her feel like your inner child feeling safe in order to propel you in the now forward. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was beautiful because I was so focused for a long time of just making sure that her needs were met. It was like an excuse for me not to meet my present needs. Mm. You know what I mean? But you helped us, you helped us see that it's one and the same in a way of giving to your inner child what they needed in the past gives you the ability and the confidence to take the actions you need in the right now. In the present. In the present. Yeah. And that's actually the point. It's like we're literally healing a timeline where you didn't get what you met needed. And then we meet those needs. And now your now self can take action from a place of wholeness and not Mm -hmm. from a place of, well, I never got the validation I needed when I was five years old. So now I still need that validation from these strangers and I can't go on unless I get it, which is what happens a lot of the time. It's like that inner child is like taking the reins in a business and you're 30 years old and you're like, why can't I show up? It's like, because your five-year-old self is literally holding you back. Right, right. And I was just focused on the five-year-old self and then not actually integrating that healing into my present self. And that's where you bridged that gap for me. Yes. And I think that one thing that we talk about in Scared to Scene too is like having having all three selves in mind. So the three selves are your inner child, your present current self, and then your higher self. 
And I always talk about like in healing, you always need to kind of have the awareness of which one needs you the most in that moment. It's like, sometimes your inner child is really triggered and hurting and we do need to go heal her. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it's Tuesday at 5 PM and you've been procrastinating, making a post and your inner child is low key fine. And you need to step into your higher self and be like, get this post up on Instagram because your future demands it, you know? And so I think it is about really creating the safety with your inner child, like you said, so that in those moments where you would rather just stay small, you can take the step forward that needs to be done in order to grow the business. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. What was the biggest thing that you feel like you healed or helped your inner child like heal or integrate in Scared to Seen? I think the biggest thing was that it was okay to want to be successful. Mm. You know, that it was okay to believe in yourself, that you have this sole mission and there's no shame around that. You know, I grew up in a household that kind of the main character energy was my parental figure. And so to want to be successful or to want to be, you know, someone that had confidence wasn't really looked great upon in a way. So it was really healing to be like, no, like you have this mission, accomplish it. You know, there's no shame around feeling like you have a purpose. And that was a big deal for me. And that was a big deal for her. So I think removing the shame around feeling like you have a purpose and you're able to talk about your purpose was very cathartic, very cathartic. And so for those who have never really dove into inner child work, the way that I teach it is we find the root of the memories where this wound started. So like Sam said, she was clearly having a trigger or wound around like wanting to be seen in the main character, like kind of taking up a lot of space. And you've been working on that a lot. I know even when we were in Costa Rica, you were talking about taking up more space. Mm-hmm. And just from hearing her talk about it, I can tell the root was that in childhood, you were never allowed to be the main character because somebody else in your household was the main character and it was looked down upon and shamed if you were trying to take up space. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's walk everyone through, like basically in my meditation, I ask you to give your inner child like a healing and walk yourself through giving yourself what you needed, but never received. Because when we're in our subconscious mind, your brain can't tell what's real or what's made up. So when you're imagining these things and you're in this theta brain waves, your brain is thinking that you're getting these needs met, even though you're actually not. It's just like a visualization. Your brain actually is changing its neural pathways. So I'm curious, Sam, because we've never talked about this. How did you give your inner child a healing um, in those memories? I basically gave her the permission to embody main character energy of being dramatic, being Mm. too much. That was the way it was, you know, pushed down, you know, on me was like, you're being so dramatic or you're being too much or you're so annoying. When I was expressing just like childhood joy in a way, Mm. excitement, just living life very loudly. It was like, you're being too loud, right? And I let her be too loud and I made sure she knew that it wasn't, she wasn't being too much, that she can be expressive and dramatic isn't a bad word. And that kind of allowed her to just express herself in the most freeing way and allows me to express myself very freeing and not really care if I'm too much for someone because that's just not my someone and that's okay. Oh my gosh. I'm like, (laughs) literally my heart's like so big right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And in the meditation, there's a few different ways you can do it. Like you can be the mother you needed, or you can imagine your mother's higher self or, or whoever, you know, is in the memory, not just your mother, your dad, whoever, or you can bring in another figure. So which one were were you using? Like, were you acting as the mother to your inner child or were you using the higher selves of those involved? I was doing more of a higher self and more of a like my present self going back to the inner child in those moments and kind of like replacing the figure um, in a way of being like this, you're not too much, Mm. you know, and giving her permission to be herself in a way of kind of like removing the parental figures that were saying that and like the family members, you know, because we all grew up with cousins and everything like that. So I think it's important to, you know, embody the the highest version in that um, scenario for me and just say, hey, you're not too much. Don't listen to them. 
Yes. <laughs> I love that. I guess my question and what I want to point out is sometimes like these memories are so deep rooted that it takes more than one round of doing this. It takes constant going back like two, three, even five times of like going to give your inner child that same thing because those neural pathways are so deeply rooted of not getting that need met that sometimes it still can be triggering. Did you have that experience or were there any memories that you did have to take through a couple times? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that I used to care a lot about people liking me. That was a really big thing. And it came up multiple times through Scared to Scene. So I would have to go visit different memories multiple times um, to make sure that I felt comfortable with myself and understood that not everyone's going to like you. This is this goal of everyone loving you is unreachable. You're just setting yourself up for failure. And I love that you always, you know, teach us about going to the worst case scenario and like, can you survive that? I've used that so many times in my life since scared to scene and I can I can survive people not liking me and that was something that my inner child needed to hear oh my gosh I love that and honestly <laughs> worst case scenario work is like so fucking crucial for for having an online business and it's so funny that you said this because right before we got on this podcast I was at the gym and there was a girl with a sticker on her water bottle that said, but did you die? <laughs> and did I was you like, die? just dying laughing. I was like, I need that sticker because like you could use that for anything. Like, oh, these people like are judging me or like for me, like I just went through the worst year of my entire life, but did you die? You know, but like that was die. the worst case scenario. I don't know. It just kind of felt like it correlated. But yeah, worst case scenario work is really, really important when you're like, oh, but what if like my ex-boyfriend judges me or like, what if like my, my friends that are not my friends anymore like think that my business is like cringe like okay what if right. what happens next okay so they think it's cringe and they talk about you like that's fucking weird that they're talking about someone following their soul's purpose you know what I mean like yeah. as cringe like that's that sucks for them so right. I think it's important to like take yourself take it a step further when you're dealing with limiting beliefs a lot of people are like I'm scared of people judging me okay what happens next mm -hmm. nothing exactly. nothing happens <laughs> nothing, nothing. And I always like to remind people of like to take a step back from the internet and talk, like remind their body and their inner child how blessed they are. You know, mm -hmm. if someone doesn't like your post online, that's fine. Like, are you still thriving in life? Absolutely. Do you still have food on your table, you know, on your plate, a warm blanket to cover up with? Like you're blessed. Do you have friends and family that love you? Who cares if this stranger on the internet commented something mean on your post? They must be having a bad day. Not your problem. Keep going. Literally. And <laughs> and I think we had like a talk in Scared to Scene once, like usually before our group calls, like I do a little just like shindig, be brief, or I just like talk to you guys. And I was like, guys, if people don't like you, like it's literally not a big deal. Like they're sitting in their houses. They're not thinking about you. And it, it's just, it's not a bit as big of a deal as like we make it out to be in our heads. And I think it's just important to remember that. Like we have to zoom out and be like, these are literal people on the internet you are never going to see probably ever again. So right. stop letting them rule your life. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That, and that's the biggest thing that, especially when I'm doing my intuitive coaching and my tarot coaching for my future like tarot readers out there, you're going to get someone that doesn't like your reading. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean you stop reading. Um, like if you get one bad review and you quit, you're never going to allow yourself to get the 10 good reviews that were on their way because yeah. you let that one person control your destiny. Like, no. Yes. I think it's so important to talk about those. Like Every coach, every healer, every intuitive has gotten bad feedback. And I'll be like really fucking frank. I had a really mean DM on TikTok like yesterday about my last podcast episode where someone being like, I hated what you said in the beginning. I really don't agree with it. I think it's really irresponsible what you said. And I was just like, okay, I'm like, I'm not like triggered, but like that was like kind of hurtful for you to say that. Cause like, it's my podcast. Um, and I got like a little taken back for a moment. Like I, I guess I was triggered for like a hot second. And then I was like, wait, I don't know this lady. Not everyone's going to like my podcast and that's okay. And so just knowing though, that like five years ago, that would have literally taken me out for a month and mm -hmm. it took me out for like five minutes, maybe now. And it's really practicing going through these situations and being okay on the other side. And it just builds the sense of self-trust. Like, okay, people are not going to like me and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Eventually you get to the point where 
it's more than okay. It's completely right. fine if people don't like you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. So good, Sam. So after doing the inner child work, what like differences did you see in the actions that you were taking or maybe how you were showing up online? Cause honestly, like from the outside girl, your content has gotten low-key so much better. Thank you. Yeah, I was able to allow myself to be more authentic. I think that it's a lot easier to embody a personality that's likable when you get online because mm. you don't want people to hate on you. And I feel like if you are like, oh, I'm going to receive hate, I'd rather receive hate for not being myself. That way, like I still, my authentic self feels still safe and protected. I feel like the mask is so much easier to like take hate on. Mm -hmm. So when I, you know, stepped into my authentic self and was, and really just like embodied the life that I want my clients to see that they can have, it just felt so much easier and more lightweight energetically. It was just such a breath of fresh air to be like, you know what? It's so much easier for me to make a video being funny and myself than having to have this perfect curated content this mask that I've de perfectly designed for this audience like I don't want to have to do that much work it, it's it just another reason not to show up it's because I'm tired you know but if you're showing up yours as yourself it's easier not that much you're, work. you're gonna do it yeah exactly yeah I love that so much and as a result I know like I know what you told me but were you seeing that you were I guess like more magnetic or booking more sales or more readings or like what was the result of you showing up more authentically, showing up more consistently, showing up in a way that felt easier and like more alignment for your brand? I absolutely have seen more sales and more connections, but I think on like a deeper level, I've allowed myself to be happier because mm -hmm. of it. Like I really struggled making content because it didn't feel fun. It didn't feel good. It felt like work. And I was like, I don't, I'm tired of working. I don't want to do this. But then when I just did the inner work and allowed myself to show up authentically, it became so much fun that I looked forward to doing it. Like I love getting on my stories every morning. I love talking about inner child healing and tarot and developing your intuitive self. So I look forward to showing up in my business because I'm actually the one showing up in my business. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like going to cry. I'm so proud of you. And yeah, I think that's like a good place to like end on the scared to scene front. It's like, just even from the outside, I'm like, Sam like looks like she's having a good time on her stories now. It's not like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm just showing up because I need to. I feel like you have so much personality. You share your outfits. It gives you like more permission just to share whatever the fuck you want because it is your page and people want to see you but sometimes like we get in our heads and we're like oh no one cares about my life or no one cares about this but like people fucking care guys people are nosy if you yeah. just share people are gonna get start to get to know you and they get like kind of attached like they're like oh I want to know what happens next you know <laughs> exactly and I think I stopped scared to see and help me stop using the excuse of nobody wants to see this type of content like I saw a TikTok today where this creator was like I want Watch rug cleaning videos on TikTok. Like, who cares what content you make? Like, and that's the truth of it. Like, you are using that excuse not show up, mm -hmm. show up as yourself, make the content that you want to make and that resonates for your audience, and people are going to fall in love with you. So, yes. And I have this um, quote that I use. I think it's in my TikTok masterclass, and it's like, there's 8 billion people in the world or however many now, like if you make content, there is an audience for it. It's just, you have to believe your content is good before other people believe it's good because sometimes it takes some time and perseverance to like get people to just latch on. Yes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So good. Uh, well, Sam, I'm so happy you were in Scared to See. And like, I'm just excited to see you flourish and see where you go from here. But let's talk a little bit more about your tarot business. I think it's such a cool tool, but like what was has been the biggest gift that tarot has given you when you're like reading for clients and helping coaches develop their intuitive abilities? Because I know personally, having the intuitive piece that I can add on with the strategic coaching, like really helps me give that like six star experience to my clients, but you have to take time to develop your intuition. So I know that was like a lot. There wasn't a clear question. I guess the question is what is the best part about developing your intuition as a coach? It creates a safe space for your client in an approachable way to have a conversation that they necessarily may not know how to start. 
I have so many clients that will come to me and say, and I'll say, Hey, you know, what has you called today? And they're like, I don't really know. Like, I just know I want to work on stuff, but I don't really know really directly like what I want to work on or, you know, where I want to go from A to B. Like, I just know I need help. And it's like, okay, that's, that's a very vague general thing to come to the table with. So to be able to use tarot and to be able to use your intuitive abilities lets you tune into the person in front of you. Um, a lot of times, as soon as I get out my cards and I start pulling and I start saying, Hey, like, I see you going through this. Like, does this resonate? And they say, yeah, actually that's something I really want to talk about. I'm like, perfect. Now, you know, it helps, it helps you build this immediate, like, connection with your client where they feel safe to actually open up to you because they're seeing it right in front of them, especially with tarot cards. It's like, yeah, I did just go through a breakup. Like, can we talk about it? And I say, yeah, I can tell it's really presently affecting you. Let's, let's talk about it. I'm here, you know, I'm here to guide you with it. And it just instantly the conversation easily begins to flow from there. It's the perfect little tool to talk about the intimate things. I think that's really a cool tool to have like in your belt because I know even for the few times that like I feel like I don't have too much to talk about with my clients, like you can even just do a card pull in the beginning of the session and then the session just goes from there intuitively, but like it just helps you tap into the energy, which like I really feel like people nowadays, they want that like blend of like intuition and expertise, if you will. Absolutely. There was like a study that showed, I don't know if it was like, it was a percentage. I think it was like 62% of people that come for counseling and coaching. They have a spiritual sense of that there's energy that can be unseen. Mm. So when you take that approach, it allows you to tap into that and really give them a more holistic healing experience in a way, because you're able to use your professional skills, not only as a coach, and as like a counselor, but also as an intuitive and say, Hey, like I can give you these amazing tools that you're going to implement, but also I'm going to give you these intuitive exercises that allows you to open up to being vulnerable and feeling energy and being in your body and connecting with this larger, you know, entity that you already feel drawn to, you know, to source. And it gives them this purpose it gives them like an end goal right Mm -hmm. that connection and it's just beneficial for healing absolutely I love it do you feel like since you've been doing tarot like your intuitive abilities without the divination tool which is tarot have like opened up even even more Oh, a thousand percent. Tarot is an amazing stepping stone. Oracle cards are an amazing stepping stone because if you're having that disconnect, they bridge that gap with like a physical item. Mm -hmm. But then once you start doing strengthening exercises and you start feeling confident and you let go of the fear of being wrong and you just accept it as an inevitable, you're real quick to grab someone's hands that give you permission and be like, hey, like I, you know, can I read for you? Can I tap into your energy and give you some messages and it just begins to flow from there I will normally only do like my mediumship readings when I have like permission but I remember doing it in Costa Rica and yeah for you and I did it for Latha I had um, a gentleman come through and she was just like what is happening right now and I was like girl like let's talk about it right this person's here obviously just to make sure you're good just to you know let you know you have some family here that's warm that's uh, protecting you and she was like okay girl (laughs) I'm like yeah I mean I feel like it's such a big like part of like integrated in who you are your intuitive abilities that you low-key like don't even talk about them that much but you because i because i think that you grew up with which tribe sorry i don't know what to call mm-hmm. it what do i it's call fine. it it's i i mean a community it was a community a like community. it was just a community, a community of witches a community <laughs> of witches yes i feel like it's just so innate in you um but like girl you're freaking talented (laughs) it's it's weird to talk about because I I forget that people don't grow up that way so when I'm around people that are like what are you talking about I'm like don't you don't you like you know get intuitive insights and messages and like talk to source and you know have like a scrying journal and they're like no I uh I don't know no one does that I'm like "Mm, you should do it you should 
Oh, that's so cool. I know when I was like picking your brain in Costa Rica, it was like, you were like, yeah, we used to do all these like rituals and this and that. And I was like, that's wild to grow up like that, but so dope. Yeah. It's empowering. It's empowering. Mm, So good. Well, Sam, what else does someone need to know? Like if they're considering, you know, getting, I don't know, tarot certified or learning tarot, like what's a good sign that they should start to develop their intuitive abilities? Honestly, just an interest in it. I think that we, that source puts things in front of us that are going to call to us. Mm. So if they're online or in person and they find themselves gravitating towards more spiritual items, like if they're crystal girly or a sound bowl, you know, sound bath girly, see if, you know, pick up an Oracle deck, pick up a tarot deck, see how it feels in your hands and see what type of messages you get from it. And if it calls to you, then that can let, that lets me know that you're ready to step into a more intuitive lifestyle. And in doing that is going to completely empower and transform you as a human here on earth. Yay. Oh my God. Love it. And I think that's a perfect answer. If you have like this little call in your, in your heart and you're like, I kind of want to learn tarot, then like take the leap because it's going to be a skill that's going to serve you for the rest of your life. You can give yourself readings, your friends, your clients, you can monetize it. Like the list goes on and on and on and on. On. Yes. Endless possibilities. Wait, Sam, do you have your cards with you? I do have my cards with me. Yes, of course. Why don't, if you're open, do you want to do like a collective reading for the month of January to February for all the listeners? Of course. Let me get them. They're not right beside me, but hold on. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I should have like asked you before if you wanted to do this. But... No, it's okay. I, I always have them. I always, I always have the cards on me. Always. <laughs> I'm also like such a traditionalist. So basically I'm shuffling my cards, everyone. And then I'm going to pick the one that calls to me. Yes. Okay. So this is going to be a very healing month. Um, this is going to be scary for some people because it is the 10 of swords, but I'll go ahead and show it if it'll show. Mm-hmm. So the 10 of swords is the card of the final blow in a way like mentally you've been through so much that you couldn't possibly go through another and it's like okay like we're done you've gone through as much pain as you can possibly handle now it's time to get up from this and begin the healing process so I would take that as a message of that some people are still kind of dealing with pain from 2023 and they're being pushed now to 2024 to remove that pain, to work through it, to look at it and mentally understand the damage that it's doing. So 2024 is about healing. It's time to heal. It's time to let go. And then after healing comes in stepping to your motherfucking power. Yes. (laughs) We are shifting mindsets. We are shifting mindsets. Love it. Thank you so much for our collective reading, Sam. So tell us how the girlies and maybe even gentlemen can work with you to learn tarot. I know, yeah, you're a tarot coach, intuitive development coach. What are you offering? What do the girlies need to know? So you can follow me on Instagram at Samantha Rose Tarot. And I do one-on-ones. I will have a membership that's coming out. A monthly membership comes out, starts in February, getting that all in alignment. And then if you are local to Georgia, I also do in-person classes. So we have a lot going on. We have a lot a lot starting in February for sure. Hell yes. I'll add all the links below to her Instagram. If you want to work with her one-on-one to develop your tarot skills, reach out to her. If you want to get a reading from her, I'll also put that link in if you send it to me, Sam. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love you so much. I'm so happy you got on the to come on the pod. And yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.